courtesy of Jay Swavey. From fans, for the fans. The best place for league updates. The hottest takes on the internet. Welcome to Cal's Call. Welcome to episode 9 of Cal's Call. I'm Joseph Callimore. <laughs> I'm Mickey Flynn. And welcome in, guys. Alrighty, so for the first topic of today, Mickey, what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about, what is it, where is it? Jalen Ramsey just taking shots at NFL quarterbacks. Oh yeah, this guy has no chill whatsoever. He's calling out anybody and everybody. Um, recipe for disaster, I don't know. He's obviously a great cornerback, a great player. I think one of the better young players in this league. Um, but I don't like the attitude. Mickey, what do you think about it? I think it's actually funny. Of all what he's talking about, I think he said what he said. Matt Ryan's overrated. Josh Allen is trash, and Matt. Uh, who was the other one? Was it Luck? No. Uh, who was it? The last, the last quarterback yeah. they called out. I'm it was too. Um, I can't think of it right now. I don't know. Whatever, whoever it was, but yeah. I think it's funny because I think two of them are established quarterbacks. I'm pretty sure. And on top of that, I don't think he has he has the right to call out quarterbacks when your quarterback's Blake Bortles. I don't know. That's, that's pretty weird. I, I wouldn't say that. But I think Blake Bortles is a decent quarterback. I think Blake Bortles is going to lead them to the Super Bowl this year. But that's just my humble opinion. Um, he's not, not the worst quarterback you could find. Uh, I think there are plenty of worst quarterbacks out there. Um, Jalen Ramsey, obviously. I think, honestly, if we're talking about cornerbacks in the game of football, he's top three. No, if yeah. not, like, the best one right now. I really think he's that good. Um, and, yeah, it is entertaining that he's calling them out. Um, I, I think it's very uh, refreshing to see somebody like this with an attitude and a swagger that's not normally found in the NFL nowadays. Um, you really don't see a lot of this. Um, we preach like sportsmanship, sportsmanship and good gamemanship, but it's also good to have an element of trash talk, and that's definitely where J, uh, Jalen Ramsey excels. So I'm glad he's doing it. It's uh, Now, whether it fires these guys up or puts them down, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of overreactions in terms of what he's saying. For instance, I know uh, pretty big site here. Don't know if you've heard of it. Bleacher Report. They said that uh, a supposed article said questioning whether Josh Allen is literally going to have his career ruined because of Jalen Ramsey's trash talk. That's hyperbole. There's no way you could say a guy's career is going to be ruined based off somebody else's trash talk. Have we seen guys be derailed in a season or during a game because of trash talk? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But a career, no. Careers are made and broken based off practicing and putting in the work and just having overall talent. So I think that was a little bit of an overreaction. That was just to get clicks. Um, but we're not about clicks here, um, obviously. We're about putting out high-quality content. Uh, so, yeah, with that in mind, I, I think that was a little bit of a, an exaggeration to say that he's going to ruin up. His career. I think it was to get in Josh Allen's head, to be honest with you. Just, just maybe. Well, you, and think, you have to yeah. think. You have to think this. Like, if he's trying to get in his head, that doesn't he have to be to a certain extent pretty good? If you're trying to get in a guy's head to wear him down, you have to be someone intimidated by him. And the thing is, uh, Josh Allen, I don't think he's going to be that great. He has great potential, and great obviously, I, I, if Buffalo's gone wrong with a lot of quarterbacks in the past decade, even more so than that since Jim Kelly. Um, but where they can go right and where I think they are going right is they're actually following the proper steps this time around to ensure that he's a franchise quarterback. It looks like they're intent on sitting him for the for the season and just letting him learn as a rookie. That's obviously the smart way to go about it. So let's hope and pray that Buffalo continues to do that. Even if you don't like Buffalo, just praying that there's a 
competent franchise out there for the franchise out there for those people. They're great fans out there. They really love that they went to the playoffs this past season, and they deserve better than what they've been getting for the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, very interesting to say the least. I makes me respect Jalen, but it also makes me say like, hey, if you want to win a, a ring this year, you really got to focus. And I don't know if uh, all that trash talks the best way to focus there. Um, what about the next article? I mean, next article, next topic. Next topic. Okay, uh, Zion Williamson, who apparently or didn't apparently, I saw it. He lit it up in that was it Duke versus Duke game. Something yeah, like uh, it was uh, against Ryerson. Was their first official like scrimmage, you could say. Um, do, uh, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett went off, combined for 61 total points. Combined total points. Um, these two are studs. I get that there's a lot of question marks surrounding Zion Williamson and his fit in the NBA. And personally, I understand. I get it. If you had to compare his game to somebody, obviously he's more athletic, and I think he's a better overall talent. But, you know, people might disagree with me, but in college, Anthony Bennett was pretty dang good, too. He was dominant. He was physically dominant. He was a good three-point shooter. That's where Zion Williamson differs. But he was same type of hustle rebounder, undersized for a power forward, but got the job done and can complete takeover games. That was Anthony Bennett to a certain extent. Zion Williamson is that times 10. He's going to be a much better overall talent. And we're talking about a uh, former number one overall pick. I was high on Bennett coming out of college, ended up busting in the NBA. That's a different story. I think Zion Williams is totally different from him. Um, similar build, similar game to a point, to a degree, but just better all in terms of talent, natural talent. Um, RJ Barrett. This guy is definitely the for sure number one pick going into next year's draft. Uh, to me, I see him as a DeRozan type player with a better jump shot. Um, by jump shot, I mean three-point jump shot because DeRozan has a decent mid-range game, if not one of the best in the league. So I'm seeing that DeRozan type athlete, highlight film, he has balance, he has, can, has the potential to be a great defender, just has to keep putting his mind to it, but he has the length and versatility to do it. Um, so this guy's a great talent. When I'm seeing him, if he went to somewhere like the Hawks, he could definitely improve their roster by so much just by being there. Um, I get that Trey Young's kind of their focal point at the point guard position right now, but people call this, this that Hawks team the Baby Warriors because of Amari Spellman being the Draymond Green type, Kevin Huerta out of Maryland being the Klay Thompson, and Trey Young being the Steph Curry. They are not the Baby Warriors. They're not even to say the Baby Warriors means they're someone along the same track. They're not. Um, they're like uh, very. They're like the. the you could say like just, just a really trashy version of them. It's not even a baby version because they don't. Baby don't kings. They, yeah, it's just they just don't they don't have the potential to even be the Warriors ever. Like Trey Young doesn't have Steph Curry's potential. But either so, I think it'd be kind of funny if everybody calls them the baby Warriors. To add R.J. Barrett to that team is like adding Kevin Durant to the Warriors because that's the kind of uh, draw that it'd be. If they can add a R.J. Barrett on top of a Trey Young. That's, that's a good combo. I think R.J. Barrett's obviously the best player talent-wise. Um, but you never know. I think it'd be a really great fit. I think that'd be an interesting team. Um, other teams that you could see be getting a, a high pick next year are the Kings, obviously, like usual. They could use a, a three-man like him. Um, they could definitely use a small forward out there. But both those guys, Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, are the future of Duke basketball this season. I think if Duke is going to win a title like they did with their freshman, Jalil Okafor, who's not a good NBA player, but still is a great college freshman, it's going to be this year. Um, they're the only ones who can really win a championship with one and none players. 
It's very hard. You rarely see it happen. Kentucky did it with Anthony Davis, obviously transcendent talent, um, but it's different with a lot of other programs. His coaches can't handle those, not egos, but just attitudes and players of those five-star going to the NBA for sure next season, guys. But if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Coach K and those top three players. The fact that they have the consensus top three players in the class is insane, unprecedented, but they did it. And let's see where it can go. What do you think about those two mates? Well, we have a little remark. It said, would love to see him reunite with Bamba in Orlando. That would be very interesting. It'd be interesting to see uh, Barrett go to um, Orlando. It'd be The thing is, though, Orlando needs a point guard. And they either need to get it in through it via a veteran or the draft next year. And even if – I get that if R.J. Barrett say to take R.J. Barrett. But if they get a top three pick next year, I'm either shopping that for a – a veteran that can help my team in the point guard department, i.e. Damian Lillard, or I'm looking to just find one of the point guards coming out of next year's draft. There's not many. This was definitely the best year to get a point guard, and they missed out. They could have gotten Sexton that they chose Bamba. Love Bamba as a prospect, but they needed a point guard way more. Well, um, I thought maybe in their heads, like, okay, we're going to go sign a point guard, which mm-hmm. they missed terribly on. I thought oh, yeah. they were going to get... Isaiah Thomas, who I thought would have been a pretty decent fit there. Mm-hmm. They didn't get him. I, who's their point guard right now? Uh, right now, their point guard is going to be Jerry and Grant um, out of Notre Dame. Um, go Irish. So there's him. He's a career backup. He played for Chicago as a decent player, efficient player. Um, he's not the worst, but again, I would prefer him coming off of my bench. I think somebody who they could be looking to get is going to be, well, and again, I hope this could happen, but it probably wouldn't. Uh, is Kemba Walker out of Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's not trading him. Unfortunately, they won't trade him. It doesn't seem like he's leaving anytime soon, but he'd be a good fit in Orlando as well. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But that, that was an interesting point. See, R.J. Barrett and Bama in Orlando would be um, in, very interesting, but they just have way too many wings and bigs. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be the best fit, but Orlando obviously doesn't care about fit because they take a center every single year. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, Isaiah Wynn out of the Patriots. He was the first round pick. He was a guard. Yeah. He officially tore his Achilles today. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, if it was contact or non-contact. But again, I don't know if you know this, but it seems like every week there is a new Achilles tear mm-hmm. or there is a, what's it called? Um, ACL, ACL injury. Mm-hmm. And I, I know my dad has told me personally that they're all blaming Nike for this, which I mean, I, I guess, but I mean... I don't know what's going on, and I think the league needs to actually take into consideration maybe shortening the preseason. Like, I don't think four games are needed. Maybe that can save some some knees and stuff, but... I don't know. I think, uh, obviously, they go... Um, there's a lot of blame cast on, you know, the shoe, the shoe companies that make those... Well, just the ones that make the athletic gear that players use. I think another aspect to it that's very not underrated, because people talk this about a lot, too, is just the training aspect of it. Nowadays, we have some of the best athletes to ever exist. They're just, our training methods are amazing. We have the best personal trainers in the world for these athletes. Um, Everything about their lifestyle is 100% the best they could possibly get. So with that, I feel like to a degree, these, uh, these athletes not are taken advantage of, but they are pushing their bodies to levels that we've never seen before. And with that, that where and terrible you do like they are training 100% throughout the year they don't take a break even back in the day players used to take a break like yes you work on your body and get in, in shape but these guys are training every single day and that, that's great because it puts a better product on the field but the thing is I'd rather have somebody playing 
who's good than someone who's amazing but only plays three games a year because they constantly tear their ACL or Achilles, a.k.a. Jason Barrett. Jason Barrett. <laughs> Sorry, Jason Barrett. So, yeah, it's just it's an interesting topic, though, how these injuries keep occurring. Every single year it seems like there's more and more. Um, very unfortunate, too, because these guys, like I said, are the best athletes in the world, and they're robbing us of the experience to watch them. But it happens. Life happens. It's just tough luck. Um, it's very unfortunate to see Wynn go down. I was a very big fan of Wynn coming out of college. I think he's, he's going to be a great interior lineman in the NFL. I think the Patriots was a good fit for him. He wasn't going to start, but they were projected to use him in lineups. So, unfortunate to see this happen to him. And Sonny Michelle, their other first-round pick, is also injured right now. Doesn't look like he's going to be playing anytime soon. Well, he will be, but just sparingly. Um, so, not great luck from the Patriots, Patriots this year um, in the draft. They've never seen to have the greatest drafts, but especially the past couple seasons. Um, the year before this, Derek Rivers tore his ACL. Um, mm-hmm. So, they always have those that bad luck with their rookies, which is unfortunate because I feel like if any team could utilize their rookies to a great advantage for the, for them, it'd be the uh, Patriots. But, you know, sucks to see, but it's just football. There's a lot of injuries in football. Uh, next topic. Uh, what about uh, Khalil Mack? Mm-hmm. Very Work. interesting topic there. Keeps holding out. Keeps holding out. Still not playing for the Raiders. Already got fined. What was it? It was like 800000 something. Something like that. Chump change to an athlete with a contract extension, but to Khalil Mack, it's not chump change because he does not have that extension. Um, anyway, obviously a great talent coming out of Buffalo. He was just anything you'd look for in a defensive end, physically dominant. Um, the only problem with him is he is not playing. You know, like they're still working on the contract extension with him. I think to a certain degree, athletes nowadays are a little bit spoiled in the regards that they're making more than any of their predecessors ever made in their rookie contracts and yet they hold out for these huge ones. I get it, you're worth a lot to your team, and your team's worth billions of dollars, um, but for the most part, if you if you play, you're gonna get paid. If you get injured, you still get paid. Look at the Marcus Cousins, look at these other players with injuries, they still get paid even with injuries. Um, I get that it's a business. Um, I don't look down upon players who hold out, because if you get hurt, or if you don't have the greatest season, even if you bounce back the next year, you typically don't get a contract, or you get paid less, or you have to take a severe underpay. Um, so teams view it as a business, so should the players. If they want to hold out because they don't feel they're getting enough money, they should hold out. Um, but it's interesting because this holdout especially has taken a very long time. It seems like there's it's a- trade rumors. Yeah, it's literally gotten to the point where it's such a rough relationship, there are trade rumors. Mickey, where are a couple teams you think he'd be great at? I heard the Packers are early favorites, yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know. They have Nick Perry, and they just signed Wilkerson. I know he doesn't play DN or outside linebacker, but still, I mean, I other than that, I, I really don't know. What, what do you think? Oh, well, I I saw somebody post something um, saying Buffalo should make a move for him. He came out of Buffalo. Um, they'd like to have him back. And if anything, if anybody does have the draft capital to entice the Raiders, it's going to be the Buffalo Bills. They already have the next first-round pick next year. And uh, or do they? I think they do. Pretty sure they do. Not sure. I think they do. I think they have two next year, and that's why they, somebody wrote that, how they can entice them with that. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting. Oh, no, the Packers do. That's right. So the Packers have the two first-round picks next year, but the, Buff, but the Buffalo Bills will probably more than likely end up with a higher pick. So they can always offer that high pick next year for Kulomak. Or the Packers could go into it with two first rounds, uh, first rounders, and try to, or just multiple first rounders in, in from different years, and try to get them. I think he'd be a good fit any team he went to in the NFL. Any NFL roster could use him. Um, 
It just depends on where uh, organization is at, or they have the capital to make a trade. I think a team that I would love to see them on would be the Cleveland Browns. That'd be, man, that'd be, that wouldn't that be great? No. Imagine if you have Miles Garrett and Khalil Mack, like, woo! But that's just coming from a Browns fan. Um, that'd be great to see. Plus, they have draft capital to do it, um, and a, a lot of enticing young players. Uh, but anyway, so the Mac rumors are definitely a real thing because he's still not, if he, if he were even reporting it'd be different but he's not he hasn't even shown up so that's why they're an actual real thing um, but yeah like I said most teams would love to get him it's another Very player holding out to too Very big one Aaron Donald, Donald yeah I, I'm not I'm less more, I'm more confident in Donald signing a contract with oh, yeah. the Rams sure. the Rams seem to not have a problem throwing money to their players nor <laughs> should they. Um, they they have great talent on the team uh Less needs really improved. In my mind, I thought he was going to be out with Jeff Fisher. I really did think that he was going to be out of there. Uh, they were just going to clean house. But they kept less to surprise of many. And he's performed very well. He brought in a great coaching hire in McVay. He uh, got Goff, uh, who obviously he already had with Fisher. But he's made some great choices since the Fisher firing. And he's gotten that team in position to win a Super Bowl in the coming years. Um, so, And obviously with that, you must ex- extend the talent you have on your roster. And I think he'll do that. I think Donald will eventually sign the contract extension with him. Um, it'd be pointless in trying to go anywhere else. They're going to give you almost the same amount of money. Uh, and you're not going to have a better chance of winning than in L.A. right now. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, five-star center, um, Armando. I want to say Bacon. I've heard Bacon. Bacot. Bacot. Uh, Bacot. It could be a lot of those. Um, but he chose University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, third to be his school... Um, he's five-star center, class of 2019. Um, very hype guy. Um, I've seen some of his highlights. Seems to be very dominant physically. Uh, he could be a very great college player, add a very good dimension to a team with his length and abilities down low. Um, some of the other teams that were in the running for him were Duke. I think I saw that VCU because he's from Virginia. So you. VCU was actually, yeah. Yeah, they uh, were actually in his top five. And Go Pokes, Oklahoma State was in his top five as well. Interesting to see because they have a young head coach in Mike Boynton who has been surprisingly in the consistently in the top ten of most high-profile recruits' choices. They haven't chosen him in that program yet, but eventually they will. So it's nice to see him recruiting at a very high level already, coming out of the gates. Um, so the Oklahoma State program seems to be on the right track. But again, uh, Armando chose UNC. Roy Williams got him. Great pickup for the Tar Heels. He should have a very great dimension to the team going into it. Um, not much else to say about him because I don't like to go off high school tape a lot. It just doesn't say much. There's not enough high school basketball talent in America to really say for sure or not whether somebody's going to be the college player coming out of high school. Um, with that, another story came out. John Elway. Oh, was that? Where is UCLA when it comes to the programs that are able to recruit top high school basketball stars? That's a, that's a, good, uh, that's a good observation. UCLA, I think... Uh, when they got Lonzo, I was, it kind of, to me, I thought that was going to be the beginning of them getting a lot of five stars again. And uh, what happened was LeVar came with Lonzo. And when LeVar came with Lonzo, it kind of ruined everything. So now you go from getting TJ Leaf and Lonzo Leaf Ball in the good. same class. Oh, he was a great player. But I'm saying you go from getting those two to now uh, they got uh, Jalen Hands coming out or coming in. He's okay. Uh, I think they rank very highly. They have a great pedigree, a great history. It's just a matter of if Alfred's a, 
I'm not the biggest Steve I'm Alford fan. I'm not an fan. Alfred fan either. Uh, I know UCLA fans aren't even an Alfred yeah. fan. Yeah. With that in mind, I don't think he is the best recruiter. So I think the question to I think the answer to your question would be yes. Uh, not well, it can't be yes, but they are very highly ranked upon institutions that are good at recruiting high school basketball recruits based off of name recognition alone. Now, where they are lacking is their staff. If they built up that staff, brought in a new head coach, maybe not a new head coach is necessary, but if they built up the staff in terms of recruitment, maybe they'd be up there. I think they're still top 15 in terms of name recognition, but that coaching staff really needs to ramp it up for me to actually consider them a top 10, top five. Uh, Definitely, with football, the tides are changing for them. They got Chip Kelly, so I think they're gonna be back in the top 10, top five consistently. UCLA is a big school. Big school with a big name, big star power, a lot of big and rich history. So a lot of big things going on there. Um, so they should be up in the mix again in basketball. They're already going to be up there in football. Any other questions coming in? No? Well, I mean, who, who could be the new basketball coach at UCLA? Who could be the new basketball coach at UCLA? That's tricky. Very tricky. It depends. It depends if they're looking for a new young face who's coming out of college basketball, maybe a good assistant, or maybe they're looking at the NBA ranks. Maurice I think, Cheeks. What was that? Maurice, Maurice Cheeks? Cheeks? I wouldn't like him there. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I think it's a very interesting concept to bring in assistant coaches from the NBA to coach college because they typically have um, great success. If you're coaching at the professional level with the best athletes in the world, maybe the transition to college isn't the greatest to start because you have to get used to lesser talent, recruiting, which is different than the pros and in college, all this other aspects to it, the NCAA with all their rules. Um, but for the most part, if you came out of the pros, you're a decent coach. Um, so maybe look within the NBA ranks and look for some uh, former UCLA Bruins players. I think that adds some pedigree to it. I know uh, the fact that your head coach Alfred was considered for the Indiana job because that was his alma mater doesn't bode well to give them to give your fan base confidence in the fact that he wants to be there. Obviously, he chose to stay. But if I were him, I would have been looking. I would have had eyes for my alma mater in Indiana as well. Um, so it'd be nice to get a UCLA grad. Just depends who. There's still a lot of options out there, and there's a lot of great head coaches out there. And if anybody can't get them there to UCLA, outside of Duke, Kentucky, and that's that's, a, that's almost some of the only ones I'd really put over them. Their name their name recognition is the one of the best in basketball. Yes. Obviously, they have the best player to ever play in uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Well, then then Lou Alcindor. Um, they had him playing for that team, and ever since, they've just been one of the best consistently. Um, but they haven't had that uh, amazing player to come to the NBA recently. In a while. In a while. Was, Kevin Love. Um, no, that was the last one. Him and Russell Westbrook. Him and Russell Westbrook. Well, that was like the last class where somebody... Muhammad, not a bust, but... Yeah, Shabazz Muhammad. Um, Anderson. I, that guy was disappointing. Shabazz Muhammad, I really yeah, thought he was my favorite be, player. Yeah, he was so good coming out of high school. But disappointed. They really haven't been able to... They've been, they've been able to get big names, but then big names don't produce. And then because you didn't you didn't develop them, other big names don't want to go to your school. So it's a tricky situation there. But um, I wish I knew more about college coaching ranks to give you some names. But I don't. And I don't want to speak out of terms and then just give stupid names that make no sense. Because, again, we're a high-quality site. Maybe not the highest volume. Maybe not the highest viewership. But we're going to be high-quality. Um, so I don't want to speak out of terms with that. Um, but it would be very interesting, I'd say, if they, got, if they look to get a new head coach. What about uh, Cap and the Broncos? Cap and the Broncos, yeah. So John Elway did mention that Kaepernick had a chance to be the Broncos quarterback, and it just did not work out for some reason. Um, 
probably his attitude. I don't know if I even believe that story. To be honest yeah, with it might just be. A, it might have just been said to make it seem like he was open to bringing Cap. Yep. And then blame it on him for you know not yep. showing up to workout or something like that. It's probably what it was. A lot of teams have gone to say that, and then people called them out on it. Um. So interesting story to say the say the less. John Elway does exaggerate a lot though. So again, probably just hyperbole on his end. Um, but it would have been interesting. I don't think Kaepernick would fit in that offense at all. Um, but at least an interesting little rumor. Tidbit. I mean, my opinion. I think he's too good to not be at least on a training camp roster. That's that's. that's I think he is true. better than I don't. I don't even know. Like like most. Not most. He's better than Bortles. He's better. I don't know if he's better than Tyler. He's better than even some starting quarterbacks in the league. And I think he deserves another shot. My, I mean, it was taken way out of context. Yes, yeah, I, I agree with that comment. Yes. yes. Um, so, uh, I know we talked about this the last podcast, and I just want to bring it up again, because I think it's a very interesting point. I saw somebody today, um, I forget his name, it's an NFL Insider reporter, said that he believes if the Jaguars were able to make a play for Teddy Bridgewater, that with Teddy Bridgewater, they are hands down, far and away, the favorites to win a, the Super Bowl this year. And I... I'm a Bortles fan, but I agreed with that so much to a T that I am now full on in support of the Jaguars being the ones who should go all in on getting Teddy Bridgewater. The thing is, if you bring him in, you can make him the backup. He won't care. He signed a deal with the Jets to be their second stringer. He's not the big. He's, he's not gonna really. He's not gonna be affected by being put on the bench. But at least you know by having him there that if Bortles messes up. Bam, Teddy Bridgewater and his accuracy, accuracy can go in the game. I think it's best for both parties that he goes to a contender. He's He deserves to win. Let's be honest. He was one of the main catalysts to leading that Vikings team to where it is now. But then he got injured, um, and it was a very sad story. But now he's back. So no more sadness. Um, all happiness from here on out. It's a good comeback story. Hopefully he goes to the Jaguars and can compete for a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl championship. Um, I think that would be a tremendous fit. That really opened my eyes today. I know we talk about rebuilding teams looking for a quarterback, but he if he was on that Jaguars team, they would just, man, I could not even imagine. That offense with him in there as the QB be the best show to watch in all of football outside of L.A. because that show's going to be fun too. Um, but, yeah, very exciting to see it happening. I know uh, right now the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns are battling live. Be Josh Allen versus Baker Mayfield. Right right now, obviously, it's tied at 7-7. Um, that's live in the second quarter. Uh, go gonna go again. Gonna do my weekly prediction. Say Baker Mayfield's gonna make it to the Hall of Fame. And Mickey said he didn't want to bring this up on the podcast. So I'm going to anyway. I think this is a good storyline. At least it was an interest, enticing storyline to say the least. Uh, Mickey and I went went shopping recently. Actually, it was yesterday. For Mickey, by the way, give it up for him, man. She turned 19. So yeah. happy birthday, happy belated birthday, Mickey. We didn't do a podcast on his birthday. We went out and celebrated. But anyway, we went shopping, and we walked into a store, and they had three jerseys that immediately caught my eye. They had Saquon Barkley, they had Sam Darnold, and they had Josh Rosen. Yes, I can understand your arguments of we live in Southern California, and they both went to USC and UCLA, so that's why they have their, their jerseys. I understand that. But Barkley went to Pennsylvania State, Penn State University. They are nowhere near Southern California, and he was the number two pick. 
So tell me why does Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick, not have his jersey hanging up in the store? We checked multiple stores that didn't have it. That is a farce. That is heresy. It's just horrible. He, uh, I keep doubting Baker Mayfield, but I'm telling you he's going to be the, one of the best quarterbacks that ever played a game of football. Oh, yeah, simple. Giants, Browns. Simple. And that was another thing that was said. When I asked where the Baker Mayfield jersey was, they said, quote-unquote, it's the Cleveland Browns. That is unfair to him. He's a great player. May not be the best franchise. He's a great player. He deserves to have his jersey sold at stores. So fans like me and other football fans who love the game can get this man's jersey. I just thought that would be a funny little thing to bring up during the podcast because we need some sort of entertainment. Am I right? Um, but, yeah, interesting storyline that he's being snubbed from even stores. Um, yeah, anything else you want to bring up, though, Mickey? Anything happening in baseball? So um, the A's, Oakland A's, are actually catching the Houston Astros for the division lead, which is pretty pretty amazing, actually, because a lot of people had the A's as pretty much bottom feeders coming into the year, and they actually ended up tearing things up, kind of like I can't think of a team that even stuck into the playoffs in the NBA or anything. And uh, a lot of teams are actually thinking that they will like the win. Yeah, like the Jazz. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams will actually think that they will win that division. Teams, people. And, you know, I think it'd be interesting. They're currently three games out. And it's totally, you know, not far-fetched or anything. They're a very good team. And on top of that, they um, keep acquiring all these pieces that actually are making them legit contenders. And I, I actually think they're going to catch the Astros and take them down and end up hosting playoff games, my personal opinion. Interesting, interesting. Um, Billy Bean still leading. Billy me. Bean is still the, the gentleman. Nice. I, I'm not the biggest baseball follower. That's why Mickey's here. It's provides you all your baseball info. Um, I'm more of a basketball and football football guy. Oh. Uh, but uh yeah. Uh anything else happening in sports today, Mickey? The Dodgers are making the playoffs. Come on. The Dodgers are making the playoffs. The Dodgers, like, Dodgers. Who said they aren't gonna make it? Like, oh, oh yeah. Come they, on. Probably. They're gonna I don't know if they win the division, but they're definitely gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Is that it? Um, that's about it. I had a... Let me try to see if I can find the story I was going to bring up. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so, another little... Again, it's a very slow week in sports, other than the preseason games for the NFL. Uh, what was it? Kobe Bryant invested $6 million into a drink called Body Armor. I don't know if any, if any of you guys have tried it. I have. I hate it. I think it tastes horrible. Um, dislike it just as much as I dislike Kobe. But anyway, I guess he invested $6 million into it when it was first starting. Now it's worth $200 million. That's good. There you go. Somebody who already made $100 million in his NBA career for playing a game of basketball has now made another $194 million off of investment in a sports drink. Um, so very good for Kobe to do that. Very good business mind. Um, he's done a lot of actually. It's very impressive. Didn't like him as a player or really as a guy. I think that – personality just rubbed me the wrong way but he's really um coming to his own outside of the football outside of the basketball court like after he retired he is not only written he's gotten an emmy right or he's, he's actually gotten an emmy for his yeah he short did film. that was that's, that's amazing and then he did and then he made this and then he uh, obviously he's flipped it to a 194 million dollar profit off his investment in a sports drink. So he's making a lot of business moves um, outside of basketball. It's very impressive. It looks, it's very LeBron James-esque out of Kobe. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think, you know what? I think we should um, to end off the podcast. So 
It was reported today that Ohio State will have its conclusion on Urban Meyer and their all of their investigation by Sunday. Um, they'll know whether I don't know if they'll announce whether or not he's going to be staying, uh, but they'll come to the conclusion on their investigation on Sunday. With that in mind, Nikki, I know we talked about this before, and we both said that he wasn't going to be there. Things have changed a little bit. Do you think he's going to be staying at Ohio State after this week or no? I mean, I mean, I'm going to say yeah. I, I'm gonna say yes. I, I don't I don't even know why, but I just feel like you don't let that great of a coach leave. My personal opinion. I'm gonna say yes, but I don't think it's because he's a great coach. Sus- I think suspended two games. That's what that guy said. Uh yeah. Um, I think he should be gone personally. I don't. There's no way he should stay. Uh, I don't think it's it's not. If he wasn't this big of a name, he'd be gone by now. For sure. For sure, be gone by now. Yes. But because he is who he is. Um, He'll more than likely stay. I don't think he should stay, though. I think they should get rid of him. Um, but I have this weird feeling in my gut, too, that he's going to stay and be the coach for that program, which is a little disappointing. I think it would be nice to get a fresh face in there and just totally wipe uh, wipe the slate clean and start over. Um, DJ Jerkin, by the way, got suspended um, without pay. Or I don't know what pay. He just got paid on leave, put on leave um, by the University of Maryland. For his uh, handling oh, of yeah, the situation huh. with McNair, um, one of his players died um, just a couple months ago during practice. It was not handled correctly. The strength coach has since resigned. Very big issue as well. So there's a lot of – and he actually uh, used to work he worked for Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. So a lot of big-name coaches being kind of dragged into these uh, scandals from their assistants. I mean, Zach Smith, you guys hear about him? This guy – and he, he obviously – domestic violence – he was accused of domestic violence and obviously did that. He, um, in text, uh, admitted to that. Um, so there's proof that he did commit domestic violence. New allegations today have come out that he not only had very weird instruments sent to his Ohio State football offices, but that while on visit to the White House, he took pictures of his genitalia. Very strange guy. Um, just... To be in that position at such a big university and that to happen is um, strange, to say the least. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, I understand that. But for him to be as old as he was, as obviously as immature as he was, but as mature as in terms of years-wise, just doesn't add up to me. Like, how could somebody be so Stupid, like I don't know. Um, I and again, I get it, everybody makes mistakes, but he's in such a high position, such a high university, it should not have ever happened. Glad he's not working in football anymore. And it's just kind of a it's weird to see such a uh, it's taken very so many turn different turns. And uh, I think it's good for Urban Meyer that all this stuff is now coming out because it looks less bad on him and more focused on Zach Smith, yep. but still at the same time. You allowed this to happen, and you didn't let him go before you should have. So, kind of on you, man. You're the head coach of the university, one of the biggest universities in terms of football in the entire nation. And you're heavily heavily scrutinized every time something goes wrong. So, why would you ever keep a, a risk like that on the team is beyond me. Uh, but, yeah. So, with that in mind, uh, that's, the, that's the last topic we have for today. Not the biggest episode. There's not much to talk about in sports right now. But you already know, if something does happen, we'll be on it. We're your sports duo, um, best on the internet, hottest takes around. Tell your friends, tell your family. Cal's Call's the next biggest thing on the internet. Um, so definitely check us out on Spotify, soon to be iTunes, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what is this called? Periscope. Periscope. 
YouTube. We're all over the place. Just look up Cal's Call with the apostrophe S, and we'll be there. So thank Shout you guys. out for the shirts. Oh, yes. By the way, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed the past couple episodes, but we now have official Cal's Call polos, courtesy of Pat Flynn, the number one Cal's Call sport in all of California, <laughs> the entire world, in fact. Um, so thank you, Pat. Um, best sponsor we've ever had. You'll continue to be that. So thank you for the shirts. We're official now. Um, and thank you guys for checking us out. Have a great day. And uh, I'm Joseph Calmore. I'm Mickey Flynn. And this is Cal's Call. For all the latest and breaking news, podcasts, and live streams, make sure to check out Cal's Call on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Periscope.